Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour is on the air. Presented by Perrier Tank Lines, the Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series, short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A-list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, recaps, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It happens on the Cars Tour. Stickered Up is chewing on it. Here's your host, Stephen Dunn. And welcome into another edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast for the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. This past weekend saw the Pro Late Models take uh, their second trip uh, without the late model stock cars. They were the feature division on Saturday night at Wake County Speedway, the GSX Raps 100. And despite only having 11 cars on the property, those 11 cars put on a hell of a show at Wake County Speedway. Logan Jones, the unlikely winner, as he... Crossed the start-finish line first on lap 100 after the contact with the Giovanni Ruggiero and Caden Quapple. Caden Quapple, who led all 99 laps, wasn't really indicative of how the racing went. Uh, it was tooth and nail uh, pretty much all night throughout the field. Again, uh, 11 cars, and, man, they put on a heck of a show. Logan Jones, your winner. Kyle Campbell, he finished his second. Katie Hedinger, third. Austin McDonald was fourth. Giovanni Ruggiero was fifth. George Phillips, sixth. Caden Quapple, seventh. Joshua Horniman, eighth. Rusty Skews, ninth. Ashton Higgins, who had issues early. Early on in the race, he finishes 10th, and Tristan McKee round out the 11 cars. That took the green flag on Saturday night at Wake County Speedway. Taking a quick look at the points after the GSX Raps 100 at Wake County Speedway, Ketty Hedinger able to extend her lead to 11 points over Caden Quapple. Ashton Higgins is third. He's 53 markers behind. Tristan McKee fourth, 71 points behind. And our most recent winner, Logan Jones, he finds himself fifth in points. He is 74 markers behind points leader katie hedinger brandon willard has the caution flag out on this segment of stickered up when we come back we're going to talk with the newest member of the cars tour team executive director kip childress you're listening to the stickered up podcast stickered up official podcast of the cars tour Tank Lines, a trucking company run by drivers for drivers. For over three generations, Purrier has been leading in driver happiness, client satisfaction, and safety. They love trucking, family, and racing. As a Purrier driver, you'll earn up to $100,000 per year plus exceptional benefits, including exclusive access to Purrier racing events. Enjoy flexible scheduling, career path opportunities, zero split seating, and much more. Visit drivepurrier.com to learn more. Practice Race at Performance Racing Warehouse, home of the PRW chassis. They feel the thrill of victory and agony of defeat with every customer. With a cutting-edge, track-tested chassis, they know what it takes to build a race-winning machine. The PRW chassis has a proven track record of wins and championships that speak for themselves. When you're ready to take your performance to the next level, come visit Performance and let them get you in victory lane. Online at PerformanceCenter.com. Also, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. And you can call Performance Racing Warehouse at 704-838-1400. 
GXS Wraps is your one stop for all your vehicle and motorsports graphics needs. Since 2018, GXS Wraps has offered turnkey solutions including design, printing, and installation of premium final graphics for fleet vehicles, personal vehicles, and race cars. 100% of our services offered are completed at our 4,800 square foot facility located in Apex, North Carolina. Check us out on the web, gxswraps.com, or give us a call, 919-213-0371 to get started on your next wrap. GXS Wraps, the official graphics partner of the Cars Tour and the Stickered Up Podcast. This is Brandon Pierce, driver of the Fremont Properties Leap Boy and Performance Chevrolet Camaro. You're listening to Stephen Dunn's Sticking Up Podcast. Green flag back in the air, this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast for the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Joining us via the GSX Wraps Hotline, newest member to the Cars Tour family. He's the executive director, uh, fresh from NASCAR, Mr. Kip Childress. Kip, welcome to the Stickered Up Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. Well, Kip, first and foremost, before we jump into uh, to your new role with the Cars Tour, I want to go back a couple of weeks, and uh, your final weekend uh, full-time with NASCAR was, was a pretty pretty epic weekend for NASCAR as a whole, going up to Chicago, running the street course for the first time. Um, man, talk a little bit about that experience. Obviously, you knew you were getting ready to make a transition, but Man, what a way to go out with with a very unique opportunity in your final NASCAR event. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when I was talking with uh, Dale and Kevin and Jeff and Justin about coming on board, you know, one of the questions that they asked me was, you know, uh, about when I thought would be a good time to get started. And with the, the uniqueness of the Chicago event, the one thing that I asked them is to at least be able to work through that race you know, for a couple of reasons. You know, number one, because it was unique. You know, we were basically setting up a, a garage and a hauler parking area that, you know, circled a, a city block. Um, and then all the, the 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 challenges that were in front of us um, that ended up really not being very very large at all. But uh, to to throw someone taking my spot into that event in one of their first few races, I didn't feel like it would be fair to that person. Um, so, uh, so, and then selfishly to, for me to be able to, to, to hang around and, and, and work that race, to be able to drive the, the pace car, uh, around the Chicago streets and run a few red lights. Um, that was something that was, uh, you know, it was a, a very, it was an honor to be able to be a part of that. And especially even with all the challenges we had with the weather, you know, felt like it was an extremely successful event. Kip, me and you had a chance to chat a little bit at Wake County on Saturday afternoon before practice. And, you know, just, just wanted you to give an opportunity, have an opportunity to, to let people kind of know your background. And, and you've been with NASCAR, you were with NASCAR for quite a long time. Just give our listeners that might not be familiar with, with who you are and where you came from kind of the background before you made this transition over to the Cars Tour. Sure, and 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 it's actually it's it's a, a lifetime uh, worth of information. My my grandfather was a an official uh, uh, well before I was born, right? So he was uh, um, uh, chief steward at Bowman Gray Stadium in Winston Salem, and um, my dad was an official as well, and he served his time at Bowman Gray, and and then he was able to to move on into um, the larger NASCAR roles where he was a part of the group that helped get the uh, the Dash Series started um, back in the 70s. He was a part of the group that helped uh, formulate what is now the Xfinity Series 
um, as they were transitioning from being a, a regional division uh, at the tracks throughout the southeast. So, uh, you know, I knew as a kid that being an official was, was something that I wanted to be. And so um, when I you know, graduated high school, went to community college for a little while and and had an opportunity to go right away and start working at my local short track, uh, which turned into working at a couple of short tracks at, at Caraway Speedway and then at Tri-County Speedway and um, had the chance to jump on board with the uh, Craftsman Truck Series back in 95 in their very first season. and. And stayed with them up until uh, the end of 99 and actually was able to go to the last NASCAR trip to Japan, which was actually a West Series event at that point in time. Um, and then I stepped away uh, after my oldest daughter was born at the tail end of 98. So the um, spent a little time away from NASCAR, but still stayed in the racing world. Uh, worked with uh, racing radios and, and then racing electronics. I uh, was a bit of a techno geek, so to speak, and and then went to work with trailers of the East Coast um, just when things made a shift, and and both of the radio companies at each individual time, you know, had me back on the road, and, and I wasn't ready for that yet. So I worked at, worked at trailers of the East Coast for a little while uh, with teams that were uh, going to the racetracks both locally and, you know, some of the, the teams that were traveling nationally at the time, and and um, spent a little bit of time calling races at Orange County Speedway before going back to NASCAR in 2008. And, um, you know, from that point, worked with the k and East Series, transitioned over to the k and West Series, um, and felt like I, I had a really good run in each of those garages, um, you know, settling things down, uh, maybe, maybe adding a little structure, um, you know, not that anything was really wrong, but just uh, a fresh set of eyes and a, and a new perspective in each of those garages uh, was welcomed and then had the opportunity to go with the Xfinity Series as their assistant director and before spending the last five seasons with the NASCAR Cup Series as their assistant director. And in both of those roles, the, uh, the pace car duties came along with that. Chatting with Kip Childress, the executive director for the Cars Tour, and Kip, after hearing that resume, it, it's a no-brainer why the the ownership group at the Cars Tour was was interested in, in adding you to the team. Before we get into that conversation, I mean, obviously you're 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 local to the you know I say Cars Tour local. You, you're a Winston Salem guy. You've obviously been aware of the Cars Tour. Talked a little bit about your perception of the Cars Tour over the last couple of years, watching it grow into what it is today and, and what made it so appealing for this ownership group to to pull the trigger on buying it at the uh, beginning of the year? Well, I, you know, I think that the the big benefit that the racing world sees from the Cars Tour is it's an opportunity for racers to, to cut their teeth uh, racing big, heavy stock cars before making the transition to go over to whether it be an ARCA ride or even the Craftsman Truck Series on up into the NASCAR Xfinity Series. And, and now, you know, there's a, a perfect example of all of those uh, with Josh Berry as now he's going to be uh, full-time in the, the NASCAR Cup Series starting next season. So, you know, I, I think it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a great opportunity to – and, you know, we've heard each of the members of our ownership group talk about – you know how much they love grassroots racing, and 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 for them to 
you know, effectively put their money where their mouth is. I mean, even before they they jumped in and and purchased the Cars Tour, you know, they were racing or at least being a part of racing at the grassroots level. And, um, you know, but but I think their their desire and their passion for, you know, being able to see this level of racing succeed, you know, that certainly was what what drew them towards it. And, you know, I, you know, I think the timing was exactly right. Uh, you know, Jack McNally, and uh, he he's he's he was the owner of the cars too. We're still running it, and Jack and I are working closely together. Um, you know, I think you know Jack's at a at a point in his career that he the the timing was was just right for for him to to have an opportunity to to put it in the hands of those four. And uh, you know, I think that um, you know the what he has built to this point. Um, it's just it now has an, an opportunity to continue that growth and. And, and who knows what's ahead of us, um, you know, moving forward now with, with our ownership group in place. Chat with Kip Childress, the executive director for the Cars Tour. And Kip, have, tell us a little bit about how this all came about. Obviously, um, I'm not saying it was it was shocking news to, to Cars Tour fans, but, but obviously it's something that um, kind of came up and, um, you know, me personally, I, I saw you at Caraway for the first time observing and, and obviously kind of raised some eyebrows and some and some questions. But talk a little bit about how the process was with the ownership group and to bring you in here in the middle of 2023 moving forward into 2024. Yeah, so, you know, um, you know, have an opportunity to be around that group, you know, pretty much year round at the uh, at the Cup Series level. And, you know, when they purchased the series, and of course, all of us were, you know, congratulating them for, for you know, jumping in and, 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 you know, expressing our, you know, pleasure with the fact that, you know, we know that for years to come now that, you know, the Cars Tour is, is going to flourish. And, you know, when they, I don't, I don't remember exactly how the conversation really started, um, but I was asked, if I would be consider, if I would consider, you know, maybe doing something a little different and, you know, right out of the gate, I, I my answer was no, you know, I, I loved what I do. And I'm, you know, I, had, I wasn't, you know, out to, to try to find something new to do, but then, you know, I had to basically check up on myself because I have said forever that, you know, if there's ever an opportunity that's put before me, that would benefit me, and my family, then I, you know, I really need to take a good, long and hard look at it. And so, you know, I pumped the brakes a little bit and slowed down and, and, and looked at, you know, what was being talked about and, and sat down with Kevin and Dale and Jeff and Justin. And, and, you know, we were all able to, uh, to, to put together a, a pretty neat deal for me. Um, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, when I had the K and N series, this was you know a very similar role to where, you know, I was I was able to to be a part of helping these young guys go and become the racer that they wanted to be, and I, you know I think that um, you know we see the, the the guys that race in the Cup series and the Xfinity series now those are some of the same fellows that that were racing in the K and N series when I was there. So, um, you know I. I took them up on their offer, you know, for and what I've been telling everyone is that it checked every box for all the right reasons to be able to say yes. And so, um, you know, just couldn't believe I was extremely humbled that, you know, I was considered for this and, you know, just, 
I guess I'm just, I still kind of look back and can't even believe that it's really real um, that, you know, I have an opportunity now, you know, to, to learn all that I can from Jack and from Keeley Dubinsky and, and the whole group there that of our officiating team, you know, to learn, you know, what we do on a day-to-day basis and what we can do moving forward to, to make sure we continue to grow. Kip Axel, obviously at, at Caraway, it was more of a an observation day for you, um, you know, and that was a pretty pretty big cars tour event. Obviously, the second Wednesday race, uh, the likes of you know Cup champion Kyle Larson, uh, former Cup driver Jeremy Mayfield, a, a, a grandstand that was full and just busting at the seams. Um, but then you know we, we fast forward to this past weekend at Wake County, the the smallest racetrack that we go to. Your first race as a, as a full time employee of the Cars Tour, and you know Wake County is obviously unique. I thought the racing was good, nice, hard, clean. The the ending probably wasn't ideal for for most people. But talk a little bit about your experience in your first Cars Tour race this past Saturday night at Wake County. Yeah, so I'm ashamed to say that it was my first trip to to Wake County. I, I should have gone there years ago, and but to roll in there and and see the facility and and you know, of course, a fresh coat of asphalt makes would make any track look great. But it's it was beyond that. It was you know how well kept the track was, um, you know how well prepared they were for for the event for us to roll in there and. You know, had it not been for, you know, a, a pretty persistent rain shower that afternoon, you know, I really feel like we would have had a, a really great crowd there. But, you know, it was raining all around us and, and on top of us, you know, literally there right up until race time and, and pushed us back about an hour to get started. But, um, you know, was was impressed with what I saw there. And, and I think, you know, whenever you um, – the, the one thing that I rolled in there wanting to do was – still more in an observation role, be able to take notes of things that I think that, you know, questions that I have, but things I think maybe we can look at improving on in the future. And, you know, um, uh, Jack and, and Keeley and, and I, we sat down today and talked about a lot of those things. And, you know, there's n- nothing that I put on my on my notepad that was anything that is beyond the realm of possibility, nothing that's earth-shattering, nothing that's going to, you know, turn the world upside down tomorrow, but definitely things that we can plan for in the future. Um, you know, but for the race itself at Wake County, I was, uh, you know, it, it is a tight little bull ring. You know, the really only quarter miles that, that I've, I've been to, um, you know, Balmer Gray Stadium comes to mind because of its, its, its rich history and, you know, family ties that I've had there over the years. And, but Wake County is unlike that because it's high banked and the speeds of, you know, these cars getting around that place was just incredible. And so, uh, yeah, the watch it, watching how close the competition was and, you know, and relatively, I mean, we, we had a few dust ups, but relatively a clean race and, you know, the, the, the two battling coming to the checker flag, um, not that unusual. I think that you would see on a short track like that. And, uh, you know, two guys going for the win and, and a lucky a lucky break, but it had to be in the right place for uh, for Logan to come and capitalize on the win. Yeah, and for those fans that weren't able to make it out to to Wake County this past Saturday night, they'll get an opportunity again with the late model stock cars come later this season. Kip, we move into uh, a couple of weeks of, of downtime for the Cars Tour on track, obviously, uh, with their uh, where they kind of take a break to allow those drivers to run for the Triple Crown uh, at Langley here in a couple of weeks before we head back to Hickory for what's one of the Crown Jewel marquee events of the year, the throwback race. 
Um, what will you be doing here in the next couple of weeks in preparation for that, that big marquee event at Hickory at the end of the month? Yep. So, you know, a lot of fact finding and, and sitting down with, uh, with Jack and Keeley over the, the next couple of weeks and, uh, you know, trying to, to get my arms around what we've got in store for us when we do roll into Hickory. We know it's going to be a big event. We, we expect a, a great turnout of competitors and, and then likewise, a great turnout uh, in the stands. Uh, I think the stands are going to be uh, really impressed with uh, some of the throwback paint schemes that we expect to see. Uh, and I, I'm tickled to death to see, you know, what the teams come up with. And, you know, uh, the throwback this year, going back and celebrating, you know, the the rich history of the Cars Tour, one that used to be the Pro Cup Series. So uh, looking forward to seeing the paint schemes uh, that will go back and, and – and uh, and honor those drivers and teams from back in the day. So, you know, along with that, though, we've got uh, a full calendar of races that are, you know, it's coming up in, in August and, and beyond. And so what I would like to do is, is to go ahead and start making sure that we're getting fully prepared for those races because, you know, we've got three weeks that are back-to-back-to-back. And, you know, I'm, of course, I'm, I'm accustomed to the back-to-back-to-back weekends coming off the Cup Series. But, you know, there's there's so much more that we do at a grassroots level and working with the track that, you know, uh, at the cup series level, there's a, a big department or multiple departments that handles those duties. So, you know, a lot of legwork to get done and, and, you know, Jack and Keeley are already way ahead of schedule on a lot of those things, but having not been to some of those tracks, it may be a good opportunity to, for me to, to make a couple of uh, road trips and uh, put my feet on the ground and, and, and be uh, reacclimated to what we've got coming. Chad with Kip Childers here on the GSX Raps Hotline here, Stickered Up Podcast. And Kip, obviously, you know, you're, you've just started this role, but trying to forecast, I mean, what are some of the things that that you're looking to possibly implement or possibly looking to bring to the Cars Tour? Obviously, 2024 is right around the corner. I can't imagine that you're not having those conversations with, with racetracks about putting together a 2024 schedule. What are some of those behind-the-scenes things that you'll be working on here in the next few months leading up into 2024? Yep. Well, even before I came on board, you know, the discussion about, you know, with, with some tracks about putting together that schedule uh, had was is already well underway. Um, so, you know, Jack and I will be working um, to, to keep hammering away at, at a potential schedule and, and see if we can't put that together early. I know teams will be chomping at the bit to uh, to know what that schedule is, so they can get to work on their sponsorships that they'll try to sell. So, you know that that's that's certainly high on the priority list. Uh, you know, some other things that you know I think that we that we need to be really looking at um, in the very early stages is is trying to continue to work to more align the rules packages um, between what we have at the Cars Tour. And, and what the late model stocks see, you know, throughout the region, you know, what the prolates see, you know, throughout the country. And I, I think we have an opportunity to do that. I think, you know, by doing that, it would really help out in terms of allowing competitors to be able to come race with us. And when they have the opportunity to, while making very little changes to their cars. And, you know, and likewise, the same works the other way, where if we have weekends that are, that we're off, to give our guys a chance to go and, and race at some of these other bull rings and, and, and local tracks without having to change their cars as well. So, you know, that is a, that's a goal of ours is to, is to make sure that, you know, the rules packages that we continue to work on 
um, both in conjunction with NASCAR and with you know the other um, uh, sanctioned bodies that 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 sanction the, the pro late models is that we are working together to align those because at the end of the day, everyone wins when the teams don't have to spend any money to make changes. Kip, I can't thank you enough for taking a few minutes to chat with us today on the Stickered Up podcast. And I think there's a lot of people that are excited about uh, you coming on board. Obviously, the the ownership group uh, is doing what they feel like they need to do to make sure that the series continues to thrive. And like I said, man, we'd love to have the opportunity to chat with you here in the next few weeks and maybe get a recap on how things are going. Best of luck for you here uh, moving forward the next couple of weeks, and we look forward to seeing you throwback race here at Hickory at the end of the month. Yeah, thank you so much. And anytime you guys want to sit down and chat, I'll be more than happy to talk about racing. Just make sure you block off enough time. Sounds good. <laughs> That's Kip Childers. He is the executive director of the Cars Tour. Brandon Willard has the caution flag out. We'll take this opportunity. Come down pit road, sticker up. We return. We'll close out this edition. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast to the Cars Tour. For laser cutting and CNC bending. Geo Cut for media blasting and surface conditioning. Geo Cut, South Boston, Virginia for powder coating. Geo Cut, on demand laser cut parts. Just go to geocutfabrication.com. Upload your part drawing. Select the material and quantity and then see your instant quote immediately with the option to order right then and there. 434-201-4824. Geocutfabrication.com. 611 Railroad Avenue, South Boston, Virginia. One part or one million parts. Geocut has you covered. Courier Tank Lines, a trucking company run by drivers for drivers. For over three generations, Courier has been leading in driver happiness, client satisfaction, and safety. They love trucking, family, and racing. As a Courier driver, you'll earn up to $100,000 per year plus exceptional benefits, including exclusive access to Courier racing events. Enjoy flexible scheduling, career path opportunities, zero split seating, and much more. Visit drivepurrier.com to learn more. We're all familiar with the term batteries not included. Well, that does not apply to Volt Battery distributed by Meredith Battery. They're all about batteries. Meredith Battery has Volt Batteries for all applications, including auto, marine, commercial, golf cars, power sport, and motorsport. Meredith Battery of Anderson, South Carolina. Their Volt Battery customers are frequent visitors to Victory Lane at your local short tracks in the southeast each and every week. For more information and to buy your next Volt Battery, contact the team at 864-226-9090. 864-226-9091 and on Facebook and Instagram. Volt Battery distributed by Meredith Battery, the official battery of the Cars Tour and the Stickered Up Podcast. This is Carson Plopple, driver of the number eight junior motorsports, iRacing Chevrolet. This is Stickered Up Podcast. White Flag, this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Cars Tour will take a few weeks off here in the month of July. We'll hit the track again the final week of July when we head back to Hickory Motor Speedway 
for the throwback race. Again, this year they're throwing back to the old Hooters Pro Cup days, and those schemes are going to start coming out here in the next couple of weeks. And over the next couple of weeks, we will uh, we will dive into that. We will talk to about some of the things that are going to inspire these throwback schemes, and we'll also keep you up to date on how our Cars Tour drivers do next weekend at Larry King Law's uh, Langley Speedway for the running of the Hampton Heat 200, which is the second leg of the NASCAR Virginia Triple Crown. want to thank the folks that help Stickered Up come to you each and every week. Our friends at Pereer Tank Lines, Performance Center Racing Warehouse, Vault Battery Technologies, Geocut, GSX Wraps, and as always, our friends here at Broadcasting Experts, Morgan Patrick and Dave Perkins for making us sound so good each and every week. And I also want to thank our guests via the GSX Wraps hotline on this edition of Stickered Up, the Executive Director of the Cars Tour, Mr. Kip Childress. That's the checkered flag on this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Dunn. Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts. Oh, yeah.